This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide issue that affects you. We are so close now to the November election, and maybe you've heard concern has been building for years about how secure our elections are from cyber threats. Yes, hackers and disinformation campaigns are getting more and more sophisticated, and technology is more advanced than ever. Then on top of that, the pandemic means we're in uncharted waters in terms of the ways people are voting, which creates a lot of uncertainty. So how are we doing here in the great swing state of Michigan, a place that, from a layman's point of view, could be a very attractive target for cyber threats during the election? Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says Michigan has done a lot to prepare for this. She says the state has been working closely with federal agencies to coordinate efforts to combat attacks. And Benson noted recently on WDET's Detroit Today with Stephen Henderson that on top of security protocols and training for election workers, Michigan also benefits from having a decentralized election system. The good thing about Michigan is that we have 1,520, 1,520 different township and city jurisdictions where elections are managed at the local level. So there's also limited impact compared to other states that have a more centralized system. Although some security experts point out that a decentralized election system is a double-edged sword. It's also harder to make sure all election workers on the ground level understand the risks of threats and, and how to avoid them as well. But by and large, cybersecurity experts we've heard from are cautiously optimistic about what the state has done to keep the election secure. They say the state has done a lot to prepare for threats, including an emphasis on paper ballots. And Michigan is going to be one of just eight states expected to do a risk-limiting audit after the election to catch any major discrepancy between paper ballots and the machine-counted tallies. And cybersecurity experts have been pushing states to do this for years because they say this audit could suggest whether there was widespread tampering with votes or voter fraud. And of course, uh, voter fraud has been proven time and again to be very rare. uh, But this kind of audit is one way to make sure that cyber attacks don't move into that territory. Uh, Now, one thing cybersecurity folks did point out is that most of us, when we think about these cyber attacks on our election, we're probably thinking doomsday scenario. You know, there's a major hack on the whole election system, throwing vote tallies off, causing chaos in the system. But they say that's more the stuff of science fiction right now. The bigger threat is on online disinformation. As we saw in the 2016 election, social media is riddled with falsehoods, bots, and organizations trying to influence American voters and their votes. In fact, there was a recent false story circulating that Russia had hacked into voter data right here in Michigan. But that turned out to be disinformation, which means that was disinformation and election interference about disinformation and election interference. (laughs) And Shada, this is getting meta (laughs) in the absolute worst way possible possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I'm sorry if I scrambled your brain, but this disinformation is probably the hardest thing to combat. Much of it comes down to how social media sites police themselves and how well officials can track where it's all coming from. So we are looking at you, dear listener. It is up to you and to play your role in terms of making sure you spot what is fact or fake on social media and otherwise. And also, you know, do some research. Stop and think the next time you hit that share button.
So here on Mishmash, we wanted to include the voice of someone who is really in the trenches here, someone who is part of efforts to make sure that this election goes smoothly without cybersecurity threats, uh, you know, that are that might threaten our election and its security. And so we have Andrew Dold, the lead security analyst at Wayne State University. He's also a member of the Michigan Cyber Civilian Corps. Andrew, welcome to Mishmash. Thanks, Jay. So let's start off with an easy one. What exactly is the Michigan Cyber Civilian Corps? So the state of Michigan has several resources available for cybersecurity intent, you know, including the you know, state police, the National Guard, and then the Michigan Cyber Civilian Corps, which is what I'm a member. It's essentially a group of trained civilian volunteers that offer expertise in matters of cybersecurity. We're kind of part of a, a coordinated response to cyber incidents at the state of Michigan that start with a call to the Michigan State Police. Um, we just got authorized, well, I guess 2017 under the Michigan Cyber Civilian Act. And um, we were kind of started as a incident response group and have recently have moved to a more proactive approach where we can help local governments identify vulnerabilities and, you know, and issues that might, you know, undermine public confidence or, or whatever in this election season. And Andy, you've you've actually described it. Uh, you guys kind of think of yourselves as the the national guard of cybersecurity in, in elections. <laughs> is that right? So yeah, I've heard. I definitely heard people say that. Um, now it feels silly to me saying that once I recognize the fact that we also work with the national guard. So, <laughs> but uh, I think that was originally the the idea for it. But I think the national guard kind of picked up their cyber capabilities, and now we're just our own thing. Well, well. Either way, I mean, it it seems like an exciting effort. And uh, can can you expand on maybe some of the things specifically that you guys are looking at, and uh, some of the biggest threats that you've identified in this election, and kind of how you can respond to it as as this group? Yeah, sure. So, you know, a lot of what we do is, you know, uh, counties or, or cities might reach out to us and say, "Hey, can you take a look at our, you know, at our website, at our, you know, our infrastructure, and look for for weaknesses that could be exploited? You know, maybe not then, but but in the future, you know, we're kind of in the middle of the thing right now with um, helping a state entity that, uh, you know, somebody clicked on something they should have. And, you know, there's probably not a huge issue, but, you know, who wants to find out the hard way, right, on, on November 4th. So we're kind of helping them get peace of mind. We're analyzing some logs and making sure there's no persistent, you know, nefarious actors in their network right now. What have you seen or what do you view as being some of the biggest threats in this election, which we all know is everybody, everybody has a lot of anxiety about this election. So I guess what are some of the the real threats um, that people should be aware of? So, you know, in my opinion, I, I don't think there's there's a high likelihood of, you know, voting infrastructure, you know, being attacked. I think certainly the state of Michigan is a, uh, a voting you know, tabulation um, infrastructure is secure. The things that worry me a little more are, you know, things that could sow distrust, you know, in the, uh, in the public, right. Um, you know, misinformation, you know, somebody could, you know, hack a local government, uh, you know, website and spread misinformation that could, you know, incite people, people kind of believe what they want to believe. All they need is like a close reason nowadays. Right. So, so that's the kind of thing that, that, that worries me more, right. The erosion of public trust with the government or the results, um, but I, I think as far as tabulating bolt, I think we're in, we're in really good shape. You know, I think a lot of us think of the sort of election cybersecurity doomsday scenario when we think of this stuff, right? It's almost the stuff of science fiction. You know, the the idea that Russia or China or another group 
could hack our entire election system, change vote totals, throw so chaos into the whole process and uh, and undermine all confidence in the election. Um, you know, how how serious do you think that that kind of scenario is? I mean, you mentioned really uh, in, in your mind that that disinformation is is really where you see the biggest threat. But, um, you know, talk about that nightmare scenario. And, and again, is that realistic or is that science fiction? Now, I'm, you know, never going to underestimate a, uh, you know, a state actor hacking group, but I think it's extremely unlikely that they could penetrate our, our voting infrastructure, change votes. I, I think people forget too, you know, the U.S. Is, is pretty good at this stuff too, right? So there would be certainly repercussions if somebody were to attempt that. I, I think it's going to stay in the, in the lane of, you know, trolls on social media, fanning both sides of the fire, you know, uh, people arguing with them, even though their goal isn't to win the argument, they're just trying to upset you, you know? So when you, when you respond and, and react and, and, you know, send it to your friends, they essentially win right there. I, I really think it's going to come down to just trying to create more of a division in the country, call the results into question so that they can fan those flames, you know, and create even more problems in the, you know, in the U.S. Kind of bouncing off of that, I guess, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you have been hearing either on social media or from people that you know? I guess, what are, what are people talking about that is just, in your experience, just not true? So the thing I always think about is, you know, people are like, yeah, you're going to you're going to change the votes on, uh, you know, on the voting machines and stuff. So I went to DEF CON, which is like a big, you know, big hacker conference. And they had this whole room full of voting machines. And yeah, man, sure, guys were, you know, they're super smart dudes. There. They're picking it apart. They're, you know, changing votes. But, you know, in reality of things, you know, I voted at Bunsell Rec Center down the street. You know, the machines are like copy machines, you know. So is a hacker going to roll a copy machine out the door, you know, redo the firmware, roll it back in without somebody noticing? You know, I, I think that's pretty highly unlikely. You know, you don't have to be a cybersecurity expert to say, hey, whoa, whoa, we need that machine for voting, right? So, you know, those are the kind of things that I, I think are a little over the top, right? So talk specifically about what the state of Michigan, your, your sort of view of, of how the state has reacted to some of these threats and the things that they're doing to make sure things run smoothly and that we aren't vulnerable to something like this on Election Day. Yeah, so I, I think the state actually does a really good job, um, you know, not only protecting their own stuff, but, you know, helping other people, right? So I used to work in the city of Detroit, you know, and we would reach out to the state for help on a lot of stuff the state got going early, right? You know, if we were to start trying to patch stuff right now, you know, it's too late. I, I remember getting emails in like, I guess probably early 2017 about, you know, things you can do to protect your infrastructure, right? So, you know, just making things up, you know, if Russia or whatever, Iran were, were to hack, you know, a, a local government, they're not going to do it on Halloween, right? They did it in 2018 on a Friday at midnight and then just sat there and waited, right, for, for the election. So, I think the state did a really good job of getting out around this stuff early, uh, you know, offering, you know, MIC3 could do the proactive stuff. We could look at a website and be like, hey, you need to plug these vulnerabilities, patch this, you know, and we got ahead of the game. So I think the state did a great job of that. How is Michigan sort of stacking up um, against other states when it comes to our cybersecurity? Again, I think the state does a great job. So uh, the Michigan Cyber Civilian Corps uh, is the first, you know, entity like it in the U.S., uh, our director is a guy named uh, Ray Davidson, and he gets calls all the time from other states where, uh, you know, like, hey, how'd you do it? What'd you do? Uh, I, th- I think Ohio, you know, just stood something up, you know, that kind of uh, followed the MIC3 playbook. So I, I think the, st- the state of Michigan is kind of, um, you know, innovative on, on the forefront of this stuff. And, um, you know, it makes me confident for the election. 
You know, earlier in this podcast, we heard from uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, who talked about uh, decentralized elections in Michigan. Uh, there are some states where it's more centralized under one system. Here, uh, we have, uh, you know, thousands of individual jurisdictions that, that run the elections, and then they are sort of brought together at the state level. Uh, and the Secretary of State says that protects Michigan in some ways from widespread uh, interference in that way. And that's sort of a, a, um, a benefit. I've also heard from other cybersecurity experts that say it's sort of a double-edged sword because it's also harder to train people on the ground in every single jurisdiction to know what the threats are and how to prevent them. I'm curious what you think of that, you know, the fact that Michigan is so decentralized in our election efforts. Uh, do you see it as a plus or a minus? It's a good question. Um, so I think I do agree with, with Secretary of State, you know, so, you know, it's kind of a core, uh, you know, pillar of cybersecurity. You want to segregate your network, right? You know, micro segregation is the new hotness, right? So you want to break your network up in all these little tiny segments. So if one segment gets hacked, the other ones, you know, will still be okay. So, that, you know, that, that makes sense to me, right? If, if a small city gets hacked, you know, then you can just count the ballots by hand, right? Instead of, you know, having, a, you know, a tax surface that's the entire state. And then I go hack, uh, I'm making up a city, whatever. I hack some city up north, and that gives me direct access to everybody else in the state. So I do think decentralized probably is a good thing. It helps, you know, in regard to the, you know, the training and stuff. Yeah, it's difficult, but I think that's on the, on the local clerks and stuff. And they've been, you know, it's their job, right? They know what to do. So do you have any advice for voters uh, going into election day to ensure that they themselves are also staying secure? Yeah, I would say, you know, like every cybersecurity guy says, you know, um, you know, phishing emails are the, you know, the number one way people compromise your, your networks, right? So, you know, working from home, you got to remember that, you know, if you are VPN, you know, you're at home, you're VPN in your network and you're checking your Gmail, you could just as likely get fished there and they could get access to the, uh, you know, to the corporate network, right? You know, people put all this stuff on LinkedIn, their, you know, their email addresses, their, you know, their Gmails, you know, what they do. That's a lot of info to use to fish you. So, you know, so keep that in mind. We just, uh, we just saw one of them. I see three. It was like an encrypted zip file. They sent the email said, Hey, you know, you need to open this. And then in the email had the password, but uh, by doing that, the attacker, you know, compressed the file, likely encrypted it. And that way it got past email filters. So, you know, these guys are tricky. Just, just be aware of what you're, what you're clicking on and, you know, no, there could be repercussions. All right, great. Andrew Dold, lead security analyst at Wayne State University, a member of Michigan's Cyber Civilian Corps. Thanks again, Andy, for joining us here on Mishmash. Thank you, guys. Well, that's all for Mishmash this week. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shana Roth. Thanks for tuning in. 